Hey, people. Thanks for tuning in. Today is Sunday. It's a beautiful day. I haven't recorded in a while because it's summertime, taking a little traveling. Spring selling season was quite busy. Now it's a little bit a little bit more relaxed. So today we're going to talk about, there's an article, I think it was CNN, and a few other ones talking about how millennials are owning homes and less numbers, preferring renting over buying, and the reasons for that. And it had a couple good points, but for the most part, I felt that a few things, they were kind of dissing on home ownership and how of the benefits that it might have. Now, a couple points there. Our generation, the generation, quote unquote millennials, has a large amount of student debt. So these payments just to affect mortgages for people getting home loans. Total agreement also. The stock market or the option to spend that money investing in businesses, Maybe you're an entrepreneur or the stock market, things like that is also alluring because as pressure for housing has went up, prices have gone up. So a five, 10, 20% down payment becomes a huge chunk of cash. And so some people look at, hey, listen, if I bought a house in December of 2000, 18 and put it in a house instead of putting in the stock market that money could have gone up 30 percent so i think that some of those factors are definitely at play and additionally there's just a surge of housing in urban areas for multiple generations that wasn't there before for instance most people 10 20 30 years ago usually suburb living whereas younger generations millennials young parents 30s 40s 50s and baby boomers are all converging on high-priced areas because of jobs because of general trends I think towards smaller houses and less maintenance requirements for less maintenance and then technology like the internet and things like that have also kind of allowed, not allowed, but spur more freedom or desire for flexibility and freedom, which renting has. Also, uh, moving back to the the baby boomers, sorry, the millennials, there's just less pressure to own a house, I think, and people are having kids less, having kids later. So a lot of times settling down or buying a house for your primary residence or one plus the other with uh, investment units, uh, it's just the pressure's not there. Now, the question is, is that a good idea or a bad idea? I think it really depends on your choices and how long you want to live there. For instance, I personally think if you're going to be somewhere for five to seven years, Buying a house is the option. You're building equity, which is a major part of benefits of home ownership. Oh, there's a little cat hiding under a car. He's very cute. He's cute. 
taking a walk while I'm doing this. There's also security of payments too. So if you know you're gonna be on a fixed job or fixed income and you don't want and you don't have a good relationship with your landlord or just the landlord's doing their own business, right? They want to make money, rents can go up. There's also the security of being able to stay in a place that you want to in an area by owning. But there's you know those are the some downsides to it. But there's also I'm sorry, those are the uh, the downsides to it. Actually, the, so the upsides and downsides. Um, but that's also something you know if you think if you're a young person, you might get an opportunity for a job that might bring you somewhere else. You want to have that option open. If you're a remote worker, you might be able to, you know, be in one area that has really low cost of living, say Central America or different parts of the country and telecommute to your job, which is very enticing to people. But I do believe that this is going to put more pressure on the rental market. I mean, if you look in any city, small, big, whatever, rents have gone crazy. It really, I mean, I, New York, we had a little bit of a release for like a couple months, but it's still keep on going. And the and all other smaller cities, smaller suburbs and things like that. And I, I think this is also why certain companies who traditionally did apartment buildings, which are being built everywhere, I think there's going to be oversupply. But I think it was Blackstone Group, they've gotten a lot into single family rentals as well because I do feel that those products in many markets are going to become more desirable because they're different you know a lot of options for a lot of, a lot of these rentals that are being built they're new they're high end there's a lot of them they're usually in downtown urban areas i mean if you just take a city like denver you look at rents from a long time from the whole like I guess last year it's gone down a lot you know, people are banking on the growth of these cities, which I, I do think is going to happen. But you know, the, the excessive supply of the same product will will happen. And moving back to places like New York, in general, it, it's very hard. A lot of cities make it very hard to build. And the problem in general is just that more and more people live by themselves: single people, young people, older people, versus few generations ago where it was more likely to live with your entire family with multiple generations it's a cultural thing and in a city like New York they make it really difficult to build houses you, there's a lot of red tape you mess you know the DOB takes a couple months the penalties and fines for misfiling something or doing something incorrectly are extremely high so people need to take their time which they should but I, I even had a client who they used some other architect that I didn't recommend. They filed the papers incorrectly and the house has been empty for a year. They just spent a million dollars. So there's a lot of red tape in cities to do conversions, especially if you're gonna change the layout or you're gonna change the unit, uh, number of units for tax purposes. So uh, it's definitely something to consider. That's why also I, I recommend for people who are buying if you're gonna do renovations be very aware of what you're getting into sometimes spending a little bit more money on something that's already done is totally worth it in my opinion 
So that's all we got for today. That's a little bit of the response to the couple articles going out about why millennials are not buying houses. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, recommend to a friend, or follow me on the social medias at Marcus Amadeus. And Twitter too, you can message me if you have any questions about the topic or real estate in general. So thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. Oh yeah, lastly, lastly, every Sunday I post a collection of open houses in the link in my bio on my Instagram. Go there if you're out and about today. Just go check out a couple open houses. Even if you're not thinking about it, it's good to just have that in your mind and home ownership. You're just knowing how much housing costs around you. It's just something good to know. So go do it. You'll find it helpful. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.